So, once again, here, this time in the Gawler Library, in the Gawler Reading Room mm. with Kay, looking back at Gawler's history in this most historic place. It is. So, and we're looking at the looking back for Wednesday, January the 25th. With Kay. Hi, Kay. Yes, hi, Jeanette. <laughs> it's always good to be here and providing this service to people that want to hear, hear about Gawler's history through the, yes. the Bunyip Files. There's a little more we can add. Yes. Sometimes a bit, sometimes not. <laughs> yes. Especially when it's stories about the weather or snakes. Oh, yes. Is... Well, we've got another one, I think, about snakes. We have a lot about snakes. The weather's snakes. been a bit ordinary this year, hasn't it? Yeah, there we've only yeah. had a couple of days over 40, mm. which is I'm grateful for. Yes, so yes, no, we I won't complain weather. about that. I don't think even, yeah, I like the hot weather, but I'm not going to complain about lack of days no, over 40. No, <laughs> That's what, a bit much for anyone. My garden just cooks. Yes, yeah, it breaks my heart. See those plants dying. So, I will now kick off <laughs> <laughs> with 150 years ago, and it's snakes again. Yes. <laughs> Mrs. Russell of Oakbank near Gawler was entering her bedroom when she perceived a large snake preceding her. Her alarm brought Mr. Russell to the spot, but only to see it escape down a hole in the floor. The following evening, a snake intruded itself among a group of little children in front of Dr. Popham's cottage, oh. winding around the leg of one of them, while the mother was paralysed with horror. Fortunately, the reptile quitted the child without doing harm, but escaped destruction. Oh, that would give you mm. the heebie-jeebies, yes, wouldn't it? Yes, I guess snakes in Gawler back in the early days when it really was just a tiny little bush town. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, there's still snakes here, but no one sees them. No. They're very good at hiding, keeping their own, minding mm. their own business. Yes. 100 years ago, exceptional dividend. It is only occasionally that racegoers are startled out of their calm and then by their misfortune in failing to pick upon horses that return thumping dividends for money invested. The last Gaul race meeting gave two dividends in the second race by Meretricious returning £37 4 shillings for a pound and in the seventh race Comic Night with the exceptional return of £93.06. Wow. Whoa, that must have been 1,000 to 1. Yes. 1,000 to 1, 100 to 1. 100 to 1. 100 to 1. My goodness. Mm. I'm backing one of them in those days. Yes, if only we had a, you know, could time travel yes, back. <laughs> I wouldn't actually mind backing one of them in these days. Yes. There's a to one. episode in, if you ever saw that, Comedy, British comedy, Goodnight Sweetheart, where he goes back in time, and at one stage he gets convinced to try and make some money, so he tries putting money on a racehorse, and it all goes very badly. <laughs> <laughs> he never actually is able to exploit the fact that he's time travelling to make money. Um, so there's a few stories where every time he attempts it, it fails. Um, so he has to be an honest time traveller. Yeah, so he changes the course of history, doesn't he? He does that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, 50 years ago, a seller's market, so play it cool. South Australia sizzled for four days last week in above-century heat. And for those who thought a new air conditioner would ease things, it was even more frustrating. For according to electrical retailers, they sold out just 24 hours after the four-day ordeal. One Gawler retailer said he was tearing my hair out, trying to cope with the sudden rush. Hmm. Imagine. Yes, air conditioners would have been fairly oh, yeah. newer invention then. Yeah, 50 years ago. Yeah. 
I don't know how people lived in Gawler without them, honestly. Well, they just had fans and opened the windows yeah. and you just survived Because the it day. didn't have as many days over 40. Yeah. Justin's actually tracked it and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a scary curve. Yeah, but big. <clears throat> 25 years ago, Gawler Christmas trees new setback. An act of vandalism has severely damaged the Norfolk pine Christmas tree in Gawler. Already in poor health, this setback could result in the tree dying. Its owner, Mike Johnson, said someone climbed the tree and to boast of their achievement draped a black T-shirt on the growing tip of the tree. In doing so, they broke off three valuable growing tips, which certainly set it back, but I think what killed it in the end was the watering system. Yes. I think uh, it was overwatered or something. It went... mm. Seriously wrong. Such a yeah. disappointment. And with dying. pine trees, once they start, once they show they're sick, they're basically yep. dead. Is, it is what I've found. Yeah, because yeah. we used to have living Christmas trees. Oh, did you? And the first one we kept for about four years. Yeah. And yep. there, as soon as it looked sick, there was nothing I could do for it. Mm. It died, and yeah, the following year I bought another one. And yep. that only lasted one summer. Oh, so wow. after that, I thought, oh, we go got plastic. two pine trees in, in mm. containers at home. Mm. And one is one that I grew from a seedling that had come up on the farm. I dug mm. up two tiny mm. wee little seedlings mm. from pine trees we had to take with me when we moved. And we moved right. in 2009, mm. so what's that, 14 years ago. Mm. And it stands about, oh, mm. probably 60, right. 70 yeah. centimetres long. Yeah. It's a beautiful pine tree. Mm. And I have to repot it soon. But it's very yes. much... Almost mm. a bonsai, so yes. kept tight. And the other one is a proper Christmas tree type in right. a in a smaller oh, pot. Again, it. I have yes. to repot it because mm. it's not quite big enough for Christmas, mm. but it's about five years old. And I'm yeah. bring it in next year. Mm. Yes, this year, Christmas yes. bonds decorated mm. up. Yes, I might even feel mm. a bit Christmassy this mm. year. Instead <laughs> of bar humbug. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you've got the tree for it. <laughs> years ago, Gawler Quinella. Gawler could soon be touted as the breeding ground for South Australia's most selfless citizens. Local volunteer Marie Davis, 55, was this week announced the 2013 South Australian Citizen of the Year, an honour afforded to retired Gawler school principal Ophie Renner just last year. While balancing motherhood and a senior management role at Gawler Hospital might seem like an impossible feat for many, Marie has always found time for her community. Yes. I don't remember Marie, Marie no. Davis, but I remember Ophie Renner. Mm. He was such a gentleman. Did you know him at all? No, I know the name. He's just a gentle, charming, mm. decent, you know, just a really nice person. Mm. Didn't fancy think, him, but, you know, he was just a nice bloke. Yeah, you know, older bloke. I think all of it does have a strong community spirit and a yeah. lot of... and stuff. good people, people yes. of good... Good heart, yes. good soul. Yes. So, call on now and then, Murray Street, 1967. Tom the Cheap grocery store was opposite the Exchange Hotel. Note, angle parking. And there's a good old couple of... There's a Holden Ute, I think, on the left there, and a couple of old hens coming up the road, and Tom the Cheap opposite... I remember that supermarket. So that Tom the Cheap in Ballarat. If it's opposite of the exchange, that means it's in the pile building up just between Finnis Street and Mm. Cowan Street. 
we're trying to pick well, lots of offices. It's a big building. Yeah. It is a big building. It is a huge building. So yeah. there's the... And those shops may not have been divided into individual shops. It could have just been all one big open area. It could have been because that the one, mm. the soft furnishings place, and they sell furniture next to it, yes. that's in there. That's a fairly big space where... But that was... There used to be the um, Vinnie's, Salvo's. Vinnie's was there. Salvo's was there. And before that, it was a hardware shop. Hardware, because when they shut down, I they gave me a whole heap of their containers. They were just giving them away. Beautiful little timber containers, which every now and then my brothers decide to purloin them and take them back Mm -hmm. to Perth and Sydney. I say, "Oh, you're taking my containers," Uh and they say, "I don't want this clutter." (laughs) So yes, so that was was that better hardware? Thrifty, Thrifty Link. I don't remember the name, but. So anyway, that probably was the building. So that's it for this week, isn't it? It is indeed. Well, yes. it's always nice chatting, Jeanette. Yes. And we have between us, I think, a bit of information about Gawler yes. that we can yes. share with people. And I'm sitting here gazing out the window looking at the ANZ Bank next door and on a ledge they've got a, an owl to frighten away birds and right next to the owl is a heap of bird poop. <laughs> Recently, I think it was the Bushmans where they've got the owl there and there was a string of pigeons on either side of the owl and I really would have loved to have got a photo of that. Well, you can see where the pigeons have been sitting on the the window ledge above and it's all just piled down on top of this other ledge where the owl is sitting. It's quite funny. And the owl looks a bit sad. Well, it's a bit sad. I think he's a bit sad. He's not achieving what he was meant to achieve. No. The pigeons are a huge problem. They are. Anyway, yes. we digress, as Alex would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alex is from our writing group. Okay, okay. until next, next week. week.